Hello, my friends. It's Chad. Welcome to the new segment of the Naked Leadership Podcast called Thanks, I Needed That, where we will have real and raw coaching conversations with top performers, company founders, and amazing humans making a difference in their companies, communities, and homes. Each episode, we dive deep into the challenge they are facing and the possibility that it presents. This week, Adrian engages with Lauren. Lauren is an independent contributor turned executive and people leader. Lauren is an independent contributor promoted to executive and people leader. As an IC, she was hard driving and confident. As a leader of people, she finds herself holding back and insecure about her work with others. Her and Adrian dive deep into the details of this new experience for her, and her realization towards the end of the conversation is profound. Can't wait for you to hear. Let's dive in. Lauren, Lauren, welcome to the Naked Leadership Podcast. Thank you, Adrian. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, this is such Thanks a thrill. Fan. You know, yeah, it's a, you know, when Chad had let me know about who you were and that you just uh, listened to the podcast and when we cast the net saying who wanted to jump in and do some coaching work that you raised your hand and made me so happy. So thanks for yeah, coming. I thanks mean, for being I, part of this. I was super happy when I heard that you guys were taking um, sort of live coaching sessions uh, because, yeah, I, I don't know. I've been listening to the podcast for a while. I definitely could use some coaching right now. <laughs> well, let's um, let's talk about it. I mean, when anybody, everybody that's listening to the podcast, you know, everybody's sitting in different spots and and in different places in life. And so whatever is going on for you is going to is going to reach a whole bunch of people. So let's get into it. What prompted when you thought I could use some coaching? Why don't you for the listeners and for me, um, paint the picture? Like, What's some context of the moment that you're in, maybe the challenge you're facing or the, the, the mountain you're yeah. looking at? Yeah, so I took a pretty big pivot in my career uh, this past October. I have worked in finance my entire career. Um, I've been pretty much an individual contributor. Uh, maybe I have teams of analysts supporting me, but you know, my job was to go out and win business, and you know, I felt very good about that, very confident. I achieved, you know, success. Um, and then I got tapped by a client to come work for them as their chief investment officer. And it was incredibly intriguing for me because, you know, I had sort of plateaued in my last position and wanted to challenge myself a little bit. Um, so I took the role, but what I wasn't really prepared for was like any of the aspects (laughs) of being a, a leader of an organization. Um, and, you know, shortly after taking the new position, there was a change, uh, in the organization whereby one of the other members of the executive team left, I inherited his people. Um, I'm now managing people who are, you know, by all means, like much smarter than me in what they do. Mm. And I'm just at that point where I don't quite know what people expect from me um, Got it. as, as, as their leader, as an executive, you know, maybe one other thing to add here is that this is in the context of um, a small ish company. So about 50 people um, being, you know, bought 
by a private equity firm about two years ago, needing to really produce some results or else sort of face some music. Um, and it, it represents a bit of a shift from more of that startup phase to, you know, an execution mode. Yeah. And in, in a way I sort of represent that because I come from a big finance shop where, you know, we did nothing but execute. Um, but yeah, that Got obviously it. brings stuff up for people as well. And, you know, that's sort of the context within which I'm, I'm trying to manage people. All right. Wow. I have so many questions. Um, okay. <laughs> so the whole, let's, um, you've got a lot of metaphors. You probably noticed that. Um, and I don't know what you mean. Actually, I don't know what I didn't. you mean when you, <laughs> but that's yeah, well, yeah, well you speak, um, what was the phrase? I didn't get to write it down. Um, but when you were alluding to the fact that it was, you know, bought by a PE firm uh, two years ago and then. Oh, you facing pay, the music. You pay, you, you, yeah. You face the music. Like what happens if you guys don't get, let's get, get clear on the game. What happens if mm-hmm. you guys don't get new results? I mean, shut down? worst case scenario, we get sort of sold for scraps. Sold for scraps. Great. Yeah. And it <laughs> seems like, and so they've brought you in as the CIO. So you've got, uh, uh, you've, you've got your hand on the throttle in some regards. Meaning, I mean, like, yes. th- it seems like, at least to you, it seems like they're really depending on you to turn this sucker around. Yeah. I mean, there's only so much within my control, right? Like, I can't control right. the sales process. I, right. um, I can't, um, you know, I can't, I'm, I'm not as involved in some of that front end, you know, origination, but my job is to, to pr- sort of convert a lot of prospects, like a big sort of, you know, pipeline of potential opportunities yep. into actual, you know, investments and in business. Got it. And it seemed like when you were an, an individual contributor, that's what you did really well. Totally. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it was an easier product to sell. I was on the finance side. So I was, you know, selling money essentially. Now I'm, um, now we're trying, you know, I, I'm working for a client now. Um, we're in the energy business. So um, okay. we're developing energy projects, a little bit different of a sales cycle. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, I think at my previous jobs, I had a really good handle on the, sales process and you know that whole cycle and just yeah being Got able it. to close and, the business. And, and how long have you been in this role? Um for nine months. Nine months. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. And you you at least you asserted early and I'm just kind of gonna go back with explore a little bit of your story, context. That'll make sense why probably by the end. Um you you asserted early that your team around you is like a lot smarter than you. Some yeah, I mean, I'm I'm now sort of overseeing things like regulatory affairs and you know analytics, which is responsible for you know techno-economic modeling, things like that. That sure. yes, I don't, I'm not you know um, an expert at at all by any means. You're, you're not an expert. You're surrounded by experts. Correct. Yeah. Got it. Got it. And that's currently intimidating. In some aspects, yes, right? Because I think, okay. yeah, I used to be in a position where, you know, I was the expert. 
Um, yeah. And now, yeah, it's like, what are the strengths that I need to, to get the most out of these people? Okay. Um, all right. Well, I don't know exactly where to start. There's a handful of things that I'd love to tap on. So first, first off, I don't know what people expect. You said that earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, is that true? I mean, yeah, I think that's the, like, that's the confusing part for me when I'm, I mean, I think what I, what I know is that I need to help them do their jobs. And so I can think of things like getting them resources or giving them air cover, but like, I guess it's the intangible qualities that confuse me. Like, how do I like, Yes. Do I need to be giving motivational speeches to them? Like, how do I, <laughs> how sure. do I exhibit those leadership qualities that just make people feel yeah. motivated and engaged and, you know, yeah. excited? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. So here's what I'm going to, I'm going to offer something and we just met, right? We're like seven minutes mm-hmm. into a relationship. Let me offer right. something um, and just try it on. You don't have to believe me, but just try it on for a second. Mm-hmm. Cause it seems like, you seem a little bit confused. There might be other words like conflicted. Mm-hmm. Like, cause when I say that you, you said, Oh yeah, like that's it. Right. Like you want me to like say right. that what you say about the team is true. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to offer that you actually are in the situation this is going to be weird and a little bit philosophical. So just track with me for a second that you Mm -hmm. are in the situation as confused, meaning that confused, like not knowing what to do, not knowing, for example, let's be specific, not knowing what my team needs from me, that Mm -hmm. that in and of itself is confusing to you. Like, should I be giving speeches? Should I be making sure they have the resources? Like, what do I need to do here? Like that type of question. Do you feel me? Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Now, now, now we're just getting into this combo. So first off, anytime I make an assertion, I'm not right about it. I don't know. Um, And I don't know anything. I'm just definitely Mm going to like um, do my best to language what's going on because there's no next until there's a now, I like to Mm -hmm. say. So there's Mm some place you want to get to, but we can't get anywhere new until we actually own current reality. Mm-hmm, and, right. and when I say in current reality, I mean, get a, put language to it so that I find myself, meaning like I have language for the world that I have crafted for myself. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So your, your experience is up for grabs, by the way, like, you know, you've been there nine months and I'm guessing it seems like to you, you still feel a little disoriented. Yeah. I mean, and like, that's a good way to put it my experience is up for grabs. Cause like, it's a new position, yeah. you know, this company didn't have this position before. So it's yeah. also, yeah. Like what, like, yeah, how, it's how a new position. Yeah, yeah. It's a new position. Well, how let's do this one. How long do you want it to be new? You've been at nine months. When are you done being new? I mean, if you asked me six months ago, I would have said today, but it seems like it's been dragging out. A little longer than I wanted. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Now, now you want and... to be a beach house and you've, you've got some crazies around you. So anybody listening, welcome to life. Life's happening. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, you get, you, you might get the question behind my question or like the, maybe you sense the possibility behind my question, which is, I think being new, like acting new is actually a, a racket, like a, like a, um, a cover up. Mm-hmm. Not, there's nothing wrong with it. I just think it's not full of much possibility. Mm-hmm. Now, what, when I say that, what do you think I mean? Or what hits you? I'm, I'm not but, sure I understand. I, got it. Yeah. That, that, here, great. I figured you didn't because it was a little bit okay. confusing. I say that being new, yeah, like acting new, like new, new, let me do a little bit on the front end. New is like a, a label on chronology right? Like uh, over time, like something is new. And I think I assert, I say it's true. You don't have to buy it is that we all get to decide how long the new season lasts. And if I find myself in the new season and it's, and it's now we're nine months in that the fact that you keep feeling new tells me not about time. It actually just tells me about how you're oriented to time. And I say that being new gives you a lot of hiding, gives you a space to hide. Mm. But that's where a lot of the uncomfortableness comes from, because, good, you know, I don't want to I don't like that feeling. I want to, you know, get back to the way I felt at my last job where I was, you know, just completely comfortable and confident in my role. And so, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, why would you? Why would you think that you're in this? You're in this new environment and a very different set of promises. Like, meaning, like if you're a contractor and you're kind of a rock star, single, per, you know, single player right. out there, individual contributor. Why would you think that going from that to this would feel the same? I I guess no. I definitely wouldn't think it would feel the same. But I think it's the yeah. these new circumstances are. Um, are obviously creating the discomfort and it's like, how, like, how can I get myself out of that place? Like, how can I get myself to that place where I'm comfortable and confident again? Yes. And so I don't know if it's like a hiding place per se, but just like, Yeah. yeah, like this, my circumstances, my situation and, you know, what is it that's gonna help me? you know, sort of come back to that place of, of confidence. Yeah. Now we've got some natural default settings as human beings. Um, and we don't get to escape them. Uh, they're just always going to be there. They're like the tape in the background. Um, and, but you know, part of, if you want some kind of your own personal breakthrough, my assertion is my experience is my work is with people is that we need to question what we're so sure about. So, when you say my circumstances are creating the discomfort, that's one of the, that's an, first off, do you get that that's an assertion? Like that you're asserting that I'm uncomfortable because of the circumstances. Does that make yeah. sense? You got it. Yeah. I don't think that's true. I get mm-hmm. how you think it's true. And I get how the human brain thinks it's true because we're naturally at effect of our circumstances. If we listen to Freud, that other things outside of me, create my experience. That's very normal. There's not a lot of power in that. 
Um, but I don't think there's a lot of authenticity in that either. And we actually know from the neuroscience, current neuroscience, that that isn't true. It's like we live in our context of perception and our perception is up to us. Mm-hmm. Something you might not have, cons- it sounds like you're not, you're not considering it insofar that like it generates its own conversation. That's a weird statement. I, what I mean, it's like, it. you know what I'm saying? Like that my yeah. circumstances aren't creating my discomfort. My assertion is, is that the way you're in the circumstances right. is what's it's creating your discomfort. Yeah. Right. Like what you've made up about the circumstances and what mm-hmm. you've made up about the transition between, you know, as an individual contributor and now leading a team. Yeah. And now you've got a bigger team and now you're surrounded by these experts and they're looking to you and you're like the emperor with no clothes. And what do I do now? Yeah. And, yeah. The, and the time is and the time is ticking. And if this thing doesn't work, it's going to they're going to hang it on me or something. You're not that extreme with it, but could be that way. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. The CIO just came in and shoot, we got to turn this thing around. Right. So I'm, I'm asserting that how you're relating to the circumstances is what's creating your experience and you don't like your experience. So if you want some kind of new experience, you'll have to inquire into how I'm relating to the circumstances. Okay. You have to ask yourself some new questions. Yeah. So the first one I was asking is, I wonder why, what's the benefits to Lauren about being new or a sub part of that is like being confused. Like, I don't know what to do. Let's just sit. Let's look at that for a second. If there were some hidden payoffs, because I bet, I bet if I asked you, do you like being confused? You'd say no. Fair. Right. 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 Good. Now, anytime we're complaining about something or don't want something, especially someone of your caliber, obviously really smart, obviously top of your class, obviously driver, you know, you're a rock star. Fair. Yeah. I'm yes. Good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah. Have, yeah. Have, my invite is like, this is, it's all going to build for you. Right. So mm-hmm. if you don't have the humility to accept your greatness, you won't actually be great. Mm-hmm. And I assume greatness is a goal of yours, like effectiveness, like turn this thing around, be a great yeah. leader. Yeah, Got absolutely. Mm-hmm. Got it. Good. So if you, if you kind of do this false humility thing, which all of us kind of naturally do a little bit, like we don't want to feel the pressure of being on the hook for our capacity. True. Because if you're awesome and you're a rock star, like I started, I felt you getting uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But I, I say that like the uncomfortability comes with the domination that might come with the opportunity that my work is. Right. Like exactly. if I'm, if I, right, right. Like if I kick ass and I can kick ass, even if I make the transition, because you could put me in any job and I, mm-hmm. I'm not that smart. I mean, as far as like objective, you know, intellectual ability, I'm really bright. I'm not that smart though, but I'm really fucking mm-hmm. bright. Mm-hmm. Like I'll learn really quick and I'll find mm-hmm. who the resources are and I'll jump right in with both feet and they won't know right. who this guy is. And who is this guy? He's like owning shit. Who is he? Mm-hmm. So I might, what I'm saying is that if to start there is like, first off, let me get myself grounded with who I am to me, right? Like I'm a rock star. Mm-hmm. I'm inviting you to own that because I don't think mm-hmm. that's changed. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I think like your point about associating it with my domain and just sort of 
being able to get comfortable with that. And like, that's where it comes back to the people, right? Like now my domain is these really smart people and it's, yeah. it's there's an aspect of getting comfortable with, um, you know, own, like owning all of that, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the, the statement, I don't know what people expect really hit me. Mm-hmm. Like it hit me like there's purpose to it. Like there's a hidden purpose behind the statement because you're really smart and you're obviously really articulate and you're really driven. So if it was a real question, then you go ask it. Right. My point is that the, the, we're all mischievous in lots of ways. And we have a, we have a, a, what would you call it? An aphorism in our business that says we're all criminals. And some of us are just more arrestable than others. Um, just cause we used to work with murderers in prison. So like our coaching mm-hmm. work used to like, we used to train murderers uh, oh. to be great people. And they are. Um, mm-hmm. and they made some pretty bad decisions 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. But we, we assert that even the trainers in that room, that we're all criminals. Some of us are just more arrestable than others. Like they, they took on some heinous crimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so to, uh, to this whole statement of, I don't know what people expect. I'm saying there's a, there's a motive behind that. And part of the motive is to take the pressure off. Like what, let, right. let me ask you, instead of just asserting stuff, like, what do you think? What for you, what's the purpose of the statement that people, I don't know what people expect. What's the purpose of it, of that statement? I mean, I would say to be able to seek some answers to what this position requires. Yeah. Um, right. So okay. like, to be able to, um, to be able to lead people maybe in a different capacity than than I know, right? Um, than you're used to, right? Yeah, um, got but it. Yeah, I mean, I think I think your point about hiding is a good one because I think ultimately, like, what it comes down to is, you know, just being in being in my previous role and and being more of like a individual contributor didn't require right um having such a large like being able to step into that power i think that you're referring to yeah and being comfortable in that position and you know that's what feels new to me and feels somewhat like scary right well yeah well, okay. There's so much here. This is great. You know, uh, there are lots of things that you're that are true for you that I think are eating your lunch. Mm-hmm. And I'll invite you. So you've said it a few times, like to be comfortable. Why is being comfortable such a goal for you? Yeah, another good question. <laughs> I would say. Um... I don't know. I just obviously would prefer that over being uncomfortable, but <laughs> yeah, it's a desired state. Sure. Yeah. But like, I think that represents to me knowing what I'm doing and yeah. like having the answers 
Okay. And maybe that's what I need to admit is that I, I just don't have all the answers right now. And that's part of the process is discovering yeah. like, what are the questions that we need to be asking, you know, to, to sort of get us to where we need to be. Um, yeah. And yeah. Well, what do you think the that. job is for the leader? Yeah. Well, you, you mentioned that the, all this leadership stuff and you mentioned it really generalistically like that. Right. What, what is, yeah. What is, um, you know, you're going to get, a, you're going to feel a lot more freedom if you decide to get more specific. Okay. It's scarier. The more specific you get, the scarier it gets, but the more powerful it gets. Um, so, so what's this, what's this leadership stuff? Let me ask the real so, question. Like, what have you been resisting that you think if you owned, you would show up more powerfully? Um, so I think, I guess in my mind, I think it's being inspirational to people. And maybe that's okay. just way too high of a bar to try and go for, like right out of the gate. But, you know, I think if you want to motivate employees and, you know, have them stay with you and stay with the company, they've got yeah. to feel like they're working for somebody who's confident, who knows, who's clear and who's like also ideally, you know, somewhat inspirational. Got it. And are you is inspirational? That specific enough or is that too broad? Well, still? <laughs> it, well, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, it all works. It all works. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it all either will like answer the question or we'll get closer to the answer. You know, mm -hmm. uh, my, um, my question is, are you inspirational? Uh, I mean, I think I'm, I think people appreciate that. I lead by example. Okay. And so I don't just walk into a situation, you know, without doing my homework and like really understanding what's going on. So, you know, I'm at least not, you know, I'm not just like leveraging my power in my position and, yeah. you know, sort of just using everybody else to get the answers I need. Like I'm thoughtful yeah. Um, and yeah, and I don't know, maybe people. what I'm lacking that might inspire people. Maybe what I'm not sure about is like the vision, right. And having, having that vision that will like very clearly lead people to, you know, the promised land. Um, sure. And yeah, that's, that's probably maybe where I need to think a little more with the other executives about like how we're, how we're really like trying to, to inspire people to sort of see this like shared vision, which we're honestly yeah. still figuring out ourselves. Right. Well, and nobody's decided. That's what I would yeah. assert is that right. nobody's decided what the vision is. Um, right. You know, it's not like we're figuring it out. Like there's an answer out there and then you mm -hmm. slowly wander upon it. I mean, that's, there's a whole world. And if you, if you just decide to like, look at it, you'll, you'll see it. Meaning mm -hmm. that where in my life have I decided to be confused or to be unanswered or uh, mm -hmm. confused doesn't work for you or to be uncertain. Mm -hmm. Let's just say uncertainty is a type of vision. I say it is. 
is that to be uncertain or to be unclear mm-hmm. is a vision in and of itself. Mm-hmm. People say, I don't have a vision. Like, you know, I could have a vision or I don't have a vision. And I say not having a vision is a vision. Hmm. So and just to try that on, I know it's counterintuitive, but let's say if I am not having a vision, if I don't have yeah. a vision and I am that right. way, right, then I, then I, I naturally kind of see things that way. And it sounds like right. both for you and your people and then your peers or maybe your superiors or your other C-suite folks, um, <clears throat> they're also contributing to that. Like they're in the same place. Yeah, I think um, I can absolutely see how that, yeah, would be problematic. And it's definitely top of mind right now is like, while we're in this transition, you know, let's get, let's get clear on where we're headed. You know, we've sort of spent the last few years kind of tinkering around trying to figure out like, which parts of this business are taking off, which parts of this business are, you know, not worthwhile. Yeah. And and now we're really at that precipice where we're ready to like sort of pick a lane. Now I'm really seeing the metaphor thing that you're talking about earlier, mm-hmm. but yeah. pick a lane and just go with that and really go like yeah. all out execution mode, you know, to yeah. to get this thing to the next level. Right on. Right on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it makes sense if you haven't picked your own aim and the organization hasn't picked a name, aim being synonymous with vision in this context, mm-hmm. like here's what we're actually after. Here's the outcome that we're after. If you don't pick one, then not having one is the aim. And then you get really caught up like you are in your own experience and how am I feeling and how much of an imposter do I feel like and how new am mm-hmm. I, even though I've been here for nine months and I could probably pull off the new thing for two years and get away with it. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it makes sense that like, it's really around personality issues and psychological issues, right? Like mm-hmm. how do I feel about things and what do I think about things and how do they think about me and how do I think about how they think about me? And all mm-hmm. this probably sounds familiar. Like your the, yeah. the conversation you're in, like it feels insecure. Totally. Yeah. It's Got like it. I'm in my head. It's like, I was aware of it too. I'm like, how do I just get out of my head? Yeah. Well, what do you, yeah. let's say, you know, the answer to that. Let's say, you know, the answer. What's the answer. Start doing things. <laughs> okay. I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's why I wanted, you know, yeah. To, to, you know, get coaching right because yeah i don't well, i don't doing fully it. know the answer to that question yeah well i don't think you're gonna fully know the answer to it i don't uh except for committed to not having an answer is where you're at now so even like i don't know usually when i tell myself or somebody tells me i don't know it's mm-hmm. usually code for i'd prefer not to know so mm-hmm. i'm asking you to to sniff out your own bullshit. Mm -hmm. Meaning like, what do I tell myself that keeps me off the hook Mm. and keeps me stuck in this spot? Mm -hmm. So what do you think you need to do? So you said get active or take action. That's great. What is there anything is, are there any precursors to that? Like how would you know what action to take? Um, well, now that you're, now that, you sort of phrased it that way. I'm thinking it's probably more about that, 
you know, going back to just like getting used to this new role where, you know, I am in charge. I do have a large, you know, team underneath me of people who, you know, are domain experts that, you know, I am not a domain expert in. And it's just stepping into that, that, that power and being able to getting, you know, being okay with that. It's, I guess the imposter thing maybe or something, but, um, you know, I think it's just been my 20 year career has just been about, you know, doing whatever it is I need to do for my boss. Right. You get to the next level and now I'm the boss and I, it's, it's a mindset shift where like I have to get over the fact that like, I'm not answering to anyone. They're answering to me. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, the the way it is. And I'm the one that's going to be providing the question or the, sorry, I'm the one that's going to be providing the answers to them. I mean, obviously in a collaborative way, but um, yeah, yeah, I think it's it's more of that mindset shift that I feel like I need to focus on. Yeah. Yeah, because I say you're, I mean, I, this is the way I think of it for myself. On certain days, I'm my own employee. Certain days, I am the boss. Mm-hmm. Meaning, I'm both people. Like, I run my own company. I've had my own company for whatever, 15 years now. And some mm-hmm. days I feel like, some days I'm like on my toes and I'm kicking ass. And I know it. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I love feeling that way. And then some days mm-hmm. I don't. Some days I don't want to do anything. And I'm responsible to a lot, a lot of clients. I'm responsible to my team. And so I have to speak to myself on those days and lead myself. And so I do have a boss, but that boss is me. Mm-hmm. So yep. if you were to give if you were to give yourself your own instructions, what would you do next? Um I would and let's say it let's say it's easy. Let's say okay. it's really clear and really simple. What would you do next? Uh, I I would I would probably work on the decision with respect to the vision so that I could sort of easily kind of get, you know, the rest of the, the team on board. Um, you know, cause I think what, one of the things I really value is being able to sort of have that shared vision and getting people excited about it. So that way my yeah. job becomes a lot easier and I can sure. have people sort of, you know, join, join at the hip and like, I'll be, you know, sort of marching in the same direction. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, makes sense why it's been so hard for you mm-hmm. in your own experience. And I would just say you've set it up to be hard. Um, but it makes sense. And even, 
even as you say it now, you probably, you, if, you know, when you hear this back, if you want to listen to it, if you've got the stomach for it, I mean, listening to myself is always hard. Um, <laughs> you'll notice you kind of, I think, and then you said the phrase sort of three times in the last minute. Mm-hmm. And that's just mitigating language. Like this kind of takes the edge off. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. I kind of this, I think this, I sort of this, sort of this, sort of this. I think that's a part, I mean, language has always, language always has strategy baked into it. Um, like there's that meaning there is purpose to the language. And so mitigating language, obviously, I say, obviously, I'm asserting that, that mitigating uh, language, and I can define that for folks like mitigating, like taking, taking the edge off, um, uh, moderating the language, uh, mm-hmm. that that has a strategy to it to keep you from being out on the edge, meaning mm-hmm. being fully responsible. Mm-hmm. Cause that was just assert that if you said, hold on a second, I, I'm done playing the new thing. Here's my right. invite for you. I'm done being new. I'm now going to fully own this. Although there's lots of this that I've not seen before, but damn it, I'm, I am beyond my circumstances. Like there's a, there's a, a uh, business partner of ours, Dan Tacchini, says a, 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 a person with a vision cannot be held hostage by circumstances. So I'm done. I'm done with having this experience based on my circumstances. Mm-hmm. I'm going to now go generate my own experience. And if I wanted to generate certainty or clarity or conviction, then I've got to decide to go speak and even if I don't know what the answer is, I'm going to go have an answer and be open to these really brilliant people testing it, editing it, changing it, and I'm going to go be clear. And I could mm-hmm. be wrong about it, mm-hmm. and that's great. And that would potentially generate a lot of ownership on the team. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be clear, and I'm going to go talk to the CEO and say, hey, I've been floundering. I, I, you, know, you look pretty good when you're floundering, I'm sure, because talented people get get away with a whole bunch of shit, mm-hmm. you know, cause you're smart and you know how to talk the talk and, and you're experienced and you know how to run a bunch of, uh, distractions. Um, you wouldn't t- mm-hmm. call it that way, but like, you know, dressing it up, right. like, you know how to look good, right? Mm-hmm. I know how to look good. You know how to look good. Um, but if, if you were to go to the CEO and say, Hey, you know what? We're not clear yet. And maybe we're at 80%, maybe 75, maybe 30, or maybe 95% clear, but something's missing. I need to sit with you for an hour and make sure I know what I'm doing. And here's my thoughts about it. What do you think about it? And let's get, let's, I'm not leaving this office until I know exactly where I'm driving. And then as you said, then you could actually enroll people into that vision. Right. What are you thinking? You got quiet. I mean, yeah, I think I think your point about language is a, is a good one because I definitely soften my language a lot to hide from conviction. Up until now. Up until now, up until up 5 until seconds now. ago. <laughs> right on. Right on. Um so being aware of when I'm doing that, I think will be a good indicator to myself that I'm, I'm not being forthright and direct and it's 
ultimately taking away from my success, the company's success. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just the prospects for this new role and, and, you know, where it's headed. So yeah, I think that's, that's great advice. Thank you so much for that. And yeah, well, I'm gonna... you're welcome. I, I, I and yeah. we, with anybody we're working with, we're just standing for people. Like we're fierce advocates for people. Mm-hmm. So I, I hear, I see the, I see the game you're playing, meaning like mm-hmm. the, 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 the way of being you've got that's kind of mitigated and held back and confused and all that. And by the way, every single human being that's walking the earth has done that. Um, I do that all the time. Um, confusion's got its cost, but it's like, it's got some sweetness to it. You know, there's lots of hiding places and being confused. But if you're of your caliber and you actually care about your legacy, then right. there's there's something worth being uncomfortable for. Yeah. Because discomfort is a suffering, right? And, and we suffer after things that are meaningful for us. But if you got clear mm-hmm. with yourself about why you said yes to this and, and what will happen if you decide to go all in and decide to look like a fool if necessary and decide mm-hmm. to not have all the answers, the fact that you think that a leader has all the answers is you know, limiting. And I don't even think it's true, especially not around high performers. If you're surrounded by really smart people, they don't want you to have all the answers. They'll be bored. Mm -hmm. Right. They want to be needed. They want to have a seat at the table and they want to feel a contribution. Right. But but you'd have to get out of your own way and stop trying to look good. Yeah, no, that's exactly the issue. I mean, yeah, Well, I I think think it's it's a primal issue. It's a problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's lots of like little suspic- uh, little specific issues that'll come up. But if you get a hold of that issue, like I'm so busy trying to look good here mm-hmm. that I can't actually get to the real conversation and I avoid these people um, or right. I avoid calling them into something because they might get close to the insecurity that I'd rather them not see. Right. But if like not yeah. having the answers wasn't an insecurity, if it was actually an invitation, like, hey, Here's what I know. Here's what I don't know. Here's what I need you all for. You're all brilliant. And I've been holding back and I'm done holding back. And here's, here's what the vision is. Cause you've got that clear with the CEO. Here's what the vision is. We're going to start having really robust meetings around what's wanted and needed to get to the vision. Right. And it's amazing. Cause it's like that directness, which right. solves the questions that need to be asked is also what creates that inspiration that I was right know. on asking for in the beginning. So you're right. It's, it's, it's such good advice. And I mean, I think I'm already like just so much clearer on, you know, how I need to approach like approach situations and just the language that I use. So, yeah, I mean, thank you. Well, you're welcome. And my, my last thing would be that, if you get the fact that most of these issues are who issues and not how issues, mm-hmm. meaning that if you get clear for yourself about who the hell you are and what you're committed to, and in that there's a mixed bag, you're really smart and you don't know all the answers. That's a paradox, right? Like I know what to do and I'm a person of action. I'm also a coward. That's a paradox. Mm-hmm. And if you can own all that and give yourself to a way of being that generates possibilities for you and for other people. If you get that straight, you're going to figure out all the how to talk about it stuff because there's a million ways to talk about it. Mm-hmm. If you get the who set up, like get yourself all lined out, 
you know, mm-hmm. and that's, this is a daily practice for me and any high performer, somebody that wants mm-hmm. to really be at the top of their game, mm-hmm. this expires, right? So mm-hmm. like every day I got to get myself grounded because circumstances are challenging. They mm-hmm. are. They're, mm-hmm. Circumstances are an invitation to be inauthentic, essentially. So if I'm going to mm-hmm. be committed to being authentic and owning my greatness and owning my insecurities as well, mm-hmm. like they're not, a, they're not an enemy. My insecurities are not an enemy. They're an ally to me. They tell me how much I need other people. And that's not bad news. That's good news. That might be a core belief for you to consider as well. Because if you've been, I'm just making this up, that if you've been an individual contributor and you're kind of soup to nuts, it's all got to be on you. Now you've mm-hmm. got a team and you're not used to depending on people. There's a whole lot of possibility there. Like right. even joy, even joy there. Mm-hmm. That like, wow, I've got this team of brilliant people and they don't make me insecure at all. They're like, they got my back. I got their back. Mm-hmm. This is great. Right. Yeah, no, I love that. I mean, you're right. I need to sort of check in with myself every morning because it's not easy. Like I default to that cover up <laughs> sort of yes. mode. Right on. Um, and yeah, ultimately that's like doing me a disservice and, you know, you're, it's that vulnerability, I think, that will, um, you know, just help me sort of create, I guess, closer alliances that can, you know, sort of bring us to that next phase together. So I'm not feeling that, that isolation that I think I've been feeling, um, right on since I started right on. Yeah, yeah, you have been feeling it, right? You have been mm-hmm. feeling it. Yeah, oh, for sure. It's yeah. not that you like think you've been feeling it. You've been feeling it. I have been, yeah. Right on. And if mm-hmm. and, and as you go on, as you go on down the road or if you engage with another coach down the road, you know, it's owning the fact that I make – there's some really funny, weird ways that I make myself insecure. Nobody would ever say that because it's so weird. I think that's the only game in town, like that every – experience we have every experience i have i generate it that's the conviction i live in Mm -hmm. i I live in that because i've got power like if i created Mm -hmm. the one i don't like i can create the one i do like Mm -hmm. so if there's ways in which it's not that i think i have insecurity i've been insecure and i've been rocking and rolling with this for like nine months and no problem like there's no shame around that like okay it's natural when you're in a new role Mm -hmm. um but I'm just done being, I'll feel insecure. I feel insecure all the time. When I got on this call with you, I'm like, oh man, I hope I do a good job. I hope I can serve. I hope I can help Lauren all these like uh, insecurity. And that's there. Mm-hmm. No problem. I'm bringing it on the call with me. It's I'm going to turn the volume down on that conversation. I'm going to turn the volume up on what I'm committed to, which is to listen to you and listen to you in a way that most people don't listen to you. Right. And stand for you in a way. Um, that most people don't stand for you. Because most people, when you give them the, the story about how hard it is, they'll be like, oh my gosh, that is so hard, right? We get mm-hmm. sympathy for our right. complaints. Right. Instead of like, oh, no, no. Calling Why don't you just up. stop it? Why don't you just stop it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you we believe in your greatness here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the gift. This is fierce advocacy. Let's go. You know, this is, yeah. I think the game is, the game is obviously not that enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it does serve your survival. You know, that's the goal. That's the goal of looking good is to survive. Right. Um, But, you know, there's not a lot of joy in survival. So Mm -hmm. I want you to go after joy. Right. That's my invite is to go like and just harness all the things I've been through in order to make a difference with these folks and like quit holding back, like really go all in. Mm -hmm. 
No, so has this that. been helpful? Incredibly. Yeah. Thank you. Um, awesome. Yeah. I'm, ser- I'm, I'm seriously going into this with like completely new eyes and yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, this has been far. I mean, you've exceeded my already very high expectations. So thank you so much. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> Thanks for your honesty. Your honesty. I mean, I knew as soon as you jumped on and, and, and you yeah. were like willing to be real and willing to be honest, I like, okay, this is going to move. This is going to move quickly. And this yeah. is these types of these types of whatever you want to call it. We always shoot for epiphanies around here, like moments in time where it's like, oh, no, now I don't get to go back. Mm-hmm. You know, because inspiration has a short half-life, but epiphanies, they don't. They they last with us. So anytime mm-hmm. I'm feeling a certain way, I wonder why I'm feeling that way. How am I contributing to feeling that way? And do I want to mm-hmm. feel some other way? Yes, good. Now, what do I need to go do? Who would I need to be to go generate all this activity? Mm-hmm. So that's, I want you to be, I want your previous game to be ruined after this call. Yeah, you've have ruined we, it. Have we succeeded? So- <laughs> awesome. Absolutely. Well, now be fully bothered. Now be bothered for glorious reasons. Okay, good. Well, I'll report back to you on that. <laughs> please do. Please do. Lawrence, thank you so much for your vitality yeah, and your you. willingness. And, you you know, it's so great. You know how many millions of people have these same issues and they don't want to talk about them? So yeah. you're, you're bold. You're, you're so damn courageous. So thank you for being on this call. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing what you do. And um, I think you guys are amazing. So, uh, yeah, best of luck to you, too. Awesome. Can't wait to hear. Will you follow up and let us know how it's I going? I will. Yeah, absolutely. I'll follow up. Awesome. For sure. Thank you guys. All right. Thanks. All right. Take care. Bye.